Listen up, Gotham. This is Batman. Tune into the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhands. And if you don't, I'll be coming for you. Hey, everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap, Sammy Warmhands, and this is the Bat Fanatic podcast, quarantine edition. Now, this was recorded a week or two ago, so you will hear some reference of what's going on, but not nearly to this severity. So hopefully you guys are safe and at home. I will be out there at work every day, uh, hoping not to catch this shit. Now, I want to shout out our sponsor, Radar Toys. You can go to RadarToys.com, even when their storefront is closed, and save 10% using the code BATFANPOD. Again, free shipping in the U.S., all right? Check that out. Today, we're doing the Black Label title by the amazing Sean Murphy. This is Batman White Knight. Here we go. This is a book... <laughs> with colors <laughs> alright here we are we got Ev hi Ben hello and this is White Knight 2018 written and illustrated by Sean Murphy colored by Matt Hollingsworth letter by Todd Klein Todd Klein again this is uh, a DC black label title which we haven't really gone into yet we've touched on Bermejo who's a big part of that but yeah we're getting into the good stuff here What's that all about anyways? Is that they're trying to, is this somehow more adult than other stuff? Or is it really just the quality of the... Yeah, this was born of the Joker, Bermejo, Azzarello book that came out in 08. Yep. And they had talked at that time. This is kind of explained in the hardcover of Damned. That was their sequel to Joker. Apparently, it was surprisingly successful, and they wanted to do more and kind of make a quote-unquote Joker-verse that's a more, like, adult version. And I guess it kind of was talked about, and then wasn't, and then was, and then wasn't, and then eventually, uh, in the last couple of years, they've been hitting it really hard. You know, you've got uh, White Knight, you've got Dark Prince Charming, and Harleen, and Damned, and yeah, I think... I thought Heavy Metal was part of the mainstream universe. Oh, is it? Dark Knight's Metal. What? I mean, Heavy Metal was a cartoon back in the day. Yeah, it was. I definitely saw it. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, was, that was like the first time I, I saw it. I saw animated wish, boobies. Yeah, I, I wish was Dark like, Knight's oh. Metal was a little more like Heavy Metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's Wonder Woman's tits? Come on, man. <laughs> Too much armor. Stupid. Not realistic. It's got the boobies of truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Black Label is really cool. This is like most of my favorite shit that's come out lately is from that. But also, it definitely seems to be like, all right, guys, we're going to do this adult content version. And then like the moment someone actually steps into that, they're like, whoa, that's a little too far. We're going to censor you. And so like, you know, there's a whole thing about Batman's dick being in Damned. And then like all the issue one sold out immediately and went straight to ebay and they're like we're never reprinting that and then the hardcover is like they made him alter it and shadow out cowards the, whatever and then like in in harleen you've seen batman's soul yeah you think, can see his dick yeah. and bermeja would paint just the prettiest penis <laughs> <laughs> and then uh the harleen thing was like you'll have one character say like you know i don't oh. fucking care you know and then in another 
frame of the same issue that someone's like who did you have to fuck to get this job you know and they edit the fuck there i'm like stop it but it's still because one's a verb that represents having sex which is bad in these violent books about yeah people Uh, solve your problems yeah but the other one's just a general fuck yeah you could stab someone through the chest with a knife and watch them bleed out but oh you can't show a dick or even refer to fucking that's disgusting and you're disturbed yeah man that's that's the culture (laughs) we're living in yeah well, Jack Nicholson said it. You can show someone slicing off a nipple, but you can't show someone kissing it. Ooh, good line. Very I mean, disturbing. I mean, I said it, not Jack Nicholson. Very disturbing. <laughs> I. It's a gross visual that I wish I didn't have in my head now, but it's a good line. Blame Jack. <laughs> all right. So, I. Oh, wait. Do all these stories exist outside main storyline? Is that also their thing? They don't affect... Standalone A lot of them are standalone, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like most graphic novels that I've bought, if I walk over there and grab it, it'll say, you know, collects Detective Comics issues, you know, 600 through 625 Uh, or something like that. You know, with these, they're not. Like, White Knight comes out of standalone issues that have nothing to do with anything else. And, And actually, it was just announced... Sean Murphy is going to oversee his own White Knight universe. He's going to have other creators come in and make more books that are under this umbrella because it's been so popular. He's doing Curse of the White Knight right now, and I think they're on book six or seven, something like that. Um, I haven't picked up any of them because I just want to get the hardcover and read the whole thing when it drops, but apparently this is now going to be its own universe not not black label but white knight that's awesome Um, but i also just want to see more of his artwork though yeah yeah i mean i think he's gonna have his hands in all of it for sure he writes and draws like a person who generally loves this stuff and wants to do his take on a character you know yeah not just sometimes it's just a person taking over this stuff Mm -hmm. and kind of i got a promotion uh, yeah continuing it in their way or something and murphy seems like a dude who had ideas the whole time and he's like man if i could freaking do batman yeah like, you know how come they never did this yeah you know? why how come he doesn't have biker gloves you know <laughs> and then he gets the chance and then he's like boom right this there. this visual depiction of batman is my favorite yeah really? not necessarily the man, suit just the way he draws his body yeah yeah like he's so many so many artists draw batman like a bodybuilder mm-hmm. where every every muscle he could possibly have is as big as it could possibly be yeah, yeah. which looks cool but it this guy looks like a fighter. Like he's he's really big and burly in his midsection, but it kind of tapers down to his arms, which are long and mm. narrow at the wrists. Mm. And it just you see it in this, but you could imagine him throwing a punch, and you could see the way his yeah. body looks doing it. He's got yeah. reach, yeah, and his posture, the way he's like curled over like a fighter all the time. There's only one other book that kind of looks like this, and it's Batman Year One Hundred. Mm. It's a completely different thing, but he also draws Batman like that. You just read that, right? Yeah, is that the, that's one by Paul Pope. And it's in the future? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the, you kind of see the similarities of yeah. the body. Like he looks, again, like when you see someone who, who like draws a boxer or something like that, yeah. draws the, their body throwing a punch, that's what this Batman looks like. For sure. Kind of reminds me of, just from knowing Sean Murphy from his podcast, I know that he draws so much influence from that Bruce Tim version of all this stuff. Mm. I mean, you can kind of... I was going to say that it, it almost has similar proportions, Big but just yeah, more more detailed, more stylized. Yeah. we we were uh, just I was joking with one of the Bat Force guys because they posted one of the new Batman black and white statues, and I I, I can't remember who the artist is that did it, but he's like sitting on like a throne or a chair or something and his cape is flowing all the, down the all Mark sides Silvestri right one with the super yes. super tall yes. that's another right one of my and, favorite versions of Batman. yeah and it looks really good and he's like. 
what does everyone think about this statue? Like, I give it a 9.5 or something like that. And I was like, I give it a 9, but those thighs look like Kelly Jones Bane arms or something. <laughs> it was like bulging. Super it was, lumpy. It yeah. was like everything about it was perfect. And then as your eye draws down the frame to where he's sitting, you're like, holy shit. It's like a torso on each leg. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like Kelly also did. These ear antennas have to be like a foot and a half yeah. tall. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's another one of those things that like, he doesn't look like that, but that's the, the artist depicting that he looks like a devil or an yeah. animal like a, or a monster. Todd McFarlane thing. You know? Yes, yeah, yeah, Todd McFarlane, exactly. Actually, so, we were talking about this earlier uh, before you got here, Ev, that McFarlane what? has taken over all the... Uh, before you were born, he means. <laughs> <laughs> has, has taken over the, the contract from Mattel to do the DC action figures, like the mass-produced ones for stores. Oh, nice. And they've got a few out now, but they just announced at Toy Fair that they're going to do a White Knight line. So <sighs> they have a Batman and and Azrael from the the curse awesome. sequel and then they have the GTO uniform Joker with both Joker head or Jack's head. Oh, that's cool. So you get the cool like two color eyes and you know I like that, how Nightwing looked too. Yeah, it, well, it's, I you know, like just Batgirl. mini mask. What? Um, I liked Batgirl. Oh, all of I thought they all looked cool. Like yeah. somehow just slap a vest on them and they look yeah, way cooler. But they still like, look like them. Yeah. They're not yes. so mm-hmm. wild that they're like, this isn't that character. It, it looks like them, just mm-hmm. they're wearing cool vests. Yeah. And really, every single character is well well designed. Yeah, yeah he kills it. Okay, so I basically summed up the premise of this, starting with the quote that the Joker said, I'm your greatest villain because I'm your biggest fan. Essentially, Joker is cured, runs for city council, and we have this to Harley situation, which is pretty clever, where Squad Harley is who he's with, the, the Margot Robbie sort of version, and she doesn't like this new reformed Joker, and old Harley comes back, and so Squad Harley becomes Neo-Joker. Which could have been really bad. Tries to bait him out of his retirement. She wants Joker back. Exactly. So that's kind of the, the setup for the story. But that's say, the bones say of Say that sentence again, and then Squad... Harley becomes Neo Joker. That could have been really, really bad. That could have been stupid. And I like how much more is it like while that even sounds complex when you just here's some. It's gimmicky on paper. Well, yeah, but even that sounds like that's a good amount of stuff. I mean, they've done having two Harley Quinns in the first place sounds bad. Yeah, yeah, that's very that's very gimmicky, and also the like. We've seen other incarnations of like, Joker is cured, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just rolled your eyes. And so, like, we've seen certain elements of this, and he's like, yeah, but what if you think your fight is Batman and the Joker the whole time? Yeah. But we're going to add some whole other shit behind well, it that we've yeah. not seen All before. All the other stuff, really, that seems just in and of itself seems like, yeah, that could be a story right there. Two Harlequins? Yeah. Yeah, or any of that stuff. Sure. Yeah. And, Joker but cured. the fact that, like, you know, Rogue's Gallery, Mind Control, all the social city politics. He uses freeze. everything. There's so much so stuff. Much stuff. It's like, a oh, very Gotham City story. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, like, one of the things I loved about, like, a couple of older runs, like City of Crime or court of owls or something is like you know you can make the city the villain kind of mm. it's in certain ways you know and he, he's just drawing on fucking everything mm. here i mean i like that we just coincidentally did phantasm and this at the same time they fit and nicely together you mm. have you know joker's speech in court 
uh, talking about how like the reasons he did all these things and and why he wants to turn his life around. And then you see him as a you know running for councilman, speaking out against the Batman and the damage he's done to the community and the cost of his crusade, right? And that's exactly what the other project. That's what the film starts with is you get Arthur Reeves blasting Batman in the press and he's, Gordon going like, nah. Yeah, he's the murderer. Uh, that's the whole first uh-huh. half of that movie. Is everyone thinks Batman is the murderer? Yeah, which and, is this. But but you also literally get the councilman saying this. Like, I thought it was pretty good. This story, a little bit at the beginning, and it, it gets away from this as it goes on, makes me feel like the Batman and Noel did, mm-hmm. where this is another Batman that I don't want to be. Mm. Because the... Like, he's just a little too much? Yeah, and, the, and again, it's in the beginning because they kind of dial it back as the story goes on, but the Joker in this is less extreme, and Batman is more extreme. True. Yeah. And it just... And it works for the character, but he's like he's unlikable. That's very interesting because yeah, in the beginning you have this scene where um, so Joker escapes. He's baiting Batman on this basically obstacle course of destruction of like, oh, now we're gonna fuck up these rooftops. Now you're gonna go through this you know scene of construction workers. Now you're gonna fuck up all this shit, right? This super dense and- Gotham City where there's like houses wrapped an overpass wrapped around a house yeah <laughs> yeah and you have all this shit going on and he's taking it through the heart of the city taking the chase through it right and you've got nightwing and batgirl going like uh, what the fuck what's going on how, how come you know and, and batgirl's like down, dude uh, he won't fucking he won't listen. listen you know yeah. like i think all that shit is a better version of what we were critical of frank miller for doing yeah you know yes of, of him driving through town like a crazy person scaring Dick Grayson. You know, it, it's a more believable version of that, mm-hmm. you know. But but because it's more believable, it makes him worse. Because <laughs> the Frank Miller one is just like a weirdo made-up nut job. But this one is like, there's the scene when Jack Napier is using the little, like, injured girl in the press conference of, like, Batman, his, uh, the collateral damage of his actions hurt this girl. And, like, yeah. that... Yeah, he ran over someone's house. Yeah, mm-hmm. People could have died multiple times in this. That makes you a bad guy. Yeah, you're I, not good. I think that what's great about this is you got a classic Joker plot of him using all of this shit, baiting him to do these things that are, you know, they're predictable cat and mouse shit, mm-hmm. and then turning around and using it against him. And you have to buy the lie. Like, I, I've heard Sean Murphy talk about, like, how some fans just could not get into this storyline because it's built on accepting that the public could believe Joker has turned over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, that would just never happen. Think of all the fucking shit he's done. And, like, how could anyone trust him as a politician or whatever? And he's like, not to be political, but, like, look at the president. Like, how, the how world anybody trust we live anybody? in is yeah. you can sell anything yeah that's a you know, big threat to this whole book yeah well, yeah it's not like a statement on that specifically but it's like very much like du- dude it's not stranger than fiction yeah or, or, or no like lo- true life is stranger than fiction mm. right now like you can't buy this in a comic book but you can buy it on tv every night like mm. come on i think it's cool too that they at different times explore the fact that the joker wasn't like framed for stuff but yeah. he wasn't really as bad as he got made out to be anyways yeah they said like oh the only thing we've ever been able to pin him on was armed robbery but we know he did this other shit i'm like okay so this is not the poison the reservoir joker this is not the yeah. killing but it, people but on- everything about this story seems to draw on every other batman thing we've ever consumed yeah, it's, yeah. It's but like, it's not quite the same yes sure and that by itself makes me think that it could be believable because instead what they're talking about is like perception versus reality and what he got painted to be and then just the concept of planting a seed in people yeah i I think it's believable because sometimes being on one side of 
the line and on another side of the line is just as simple as thinking about it slightly differently. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like it's not feasible, you know. If someone who's articulate and convincing can get you to look at it differently. Yeah. Even if it's not, even if it's less true. Totally. And if the Joker is a wild supervillain, are they worse than any, you know, standard politicians, CD businessmen or something, you know, yeah. their people are pulling shit off all the time. This guy just looks the part. Yeah. I mean, the fact all... that they separate him from the most blatant murders. I mean, they talk about, for example, to skip ahead a little bit, they talk about Jason Todd, but like Batman knows that, but I don't think the public knows. even Batgirl didn't know who Jason Todd was. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's true. Different in this universe. It's yeah. still the same for Batman. But for everybody else, it's not. It's not a publicized yeah. case yeah. or something. Yeah, I guess that that does lend itself to the story being more credible if you think about there's shit that happened that the readers would know about that maybe was not a public event. Yeah, that's that's another thing too. We have the benefit of we're absorbing all this stuff because we're seeing everything that they're presenting for us. Mm-hmm. But maybe Joker did do every single 100 of those things. But as far as like the science involved or as far as like convicting for a crime or something, like... Nah, we Not didn't have theory. anything, yeah. so, yeah. you know, yeah, we're seeing all of it because that's the whole point. We're looking at all We've, of it. This character has been around for three times longer than we have, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. we know him. But, yeah, turns out he was just uh, really slippery and, like, none of it stuck. I think the opening scene does a really great job of letting you know what kind of story you're watching mm. uh, or you're reading because in the beginning, you have the Batmobile driving down the street and those awesome flames coming out of it and pulls up to Arkham and you're only seeing the other people in the frame. And, you know, they're like, okay, you ready to come see him? And it's like, okay, we've seen this mm-hmm. lots of times of like, okay, we've got to visit the Joker to get some information or something like that. And, you know, you walk in and you see the role ver- reversal and you're like, oh, fuck, okay, what are we walking into? I'm, yeah. I'm all ears. You have my fucking attention. I you like know? that setup too. Because that point when they come back to it, is maybe three quarters, three quarters, of, the qu- yeah, three yeah. quarters yeah. of the way through the book. Like, sweet. What, you know, just uh, it's only a couple pages, but it's a sweet little setup. And I, then I think back. that opening page deserves special mention because oh, just that, that full page shot of the Batmobile at the bottom and then Arkham Asylum at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diagonal black. Art. Yeah, the yeah. art and the framing. It's, yeah. He's a self described car guy. So, yeah. like, we get a lot of cool Batmobile shit oh, in sure. these. And, <laughs> yeah, even uh, with the task force and stuff, that's. Some when they have the garage stuff later on, he's just drawing real cars. Yeah, uh, sweet. <laughs> it reminded me of again to draw comparisons to All Star, the cave shot in that, where it's just really cool looking but makes no sense. Yeah, versus the one <laughs> yeah, in this where one, is. it looks like a military hangar or bunker. Yeah, it, you can imagine someone being able to drive these vehicles away from that spot. Yeah, his his Batcave version is way cooler, even though it includes some of the same stuff. Yeah, I love too in the collected edition of this stuff that he doesn't do some of the things like all-star with the visual spoilers and you know his covers aren't giving stuff away and then the opposite page is generally just a zoomed in picture from a page also black and white so you really get to see the the transparency and like in the inks or the wash or something it just has has a little quote yeah exactly so you just get to see a little more of the showcase the art a little bit contrast the colors 
awesome. His covers are oh, killing us. Yeah, stellar. everyone is just a killing. Uh, one last thing about that intro scene is I wondered if it was possibly a play off of the animated series episode Dreams in Darkness. I've been rewatching that show lately and that episode Batman wakes up in Arkham Asylum and kind of the premise of the episode is that this one where he gets amnesia and joins a chain gang no no uh, <laughs> no it's one where um, like it's Scarecrow like cool <laughs> that's a Batman story that is like cool uh, <laughs> no it's like Scarecrow is in his head and I feel like it's the one I don't want to confuse it with the Hatter one, but I feel like it's the one where he makes this like alternate reality for him, where it's like, we thought if we could just give you this, you'd fucking leave us alone, sort of, you know? Um, like if they could make him believe that he was someplace else, that they could they go also off did to it do their the Vampire crimes. Slayer and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. All right. It's like the Matrix. Yeah. Oh, no. If I had hair, I would push it back behind my ear. Right yeah. Now. So I thought a really cool, a modern <laughs> plot device was the idea of you have this confrontation in the beginning, catches Joker, punching the fuck out of him. Like, oh, you want your fucking medicine? And, you know, jams it down his throat. And then you have this being recorded on cell phone and spread every place. I thought that that was a, a clever trick. There's a lot of little seeds planted that build this whole fucking story. Mm -hmm. And he is brutal in this. And they, you, you see him covered in blood so many times. Yeah. Sometimes it's his blood. Sometimes it's somebody else's blood. But it's like it's going from his fist up to his mm -hmm. mid-upper arm. And he just this is a rough version of Batman. And yet they do a good job of much like Batman versus Superman justifying or rather letting you in to why he is so fucked up right now because not only because of the Joker and their history, but then they show you that Alfred is on his deathbed. They don't know what's going on. That's what he's trying to deal with and this other shit is just a fucking distraction. So he's going to go as hard and fast as possible to get this fucking over with. I didn't appreciate that the first time I read it and then reading it again really? this time, it, like, it stood out way more. Is that, that is why he... I mean, you get the feeling that this Batman was already a little unhinged anyway because of the way people talk about what he's done before. Mm -hmm. But in what we're seeing him, that stress of that. Because, again, the whole character exists because his parents are murdered in front of him. Yeah. But this is his actual parent. Yeah. This who's is been his, with him his Basically his last life. actual family. Yeah, more his family than his actual parents were. This is the guy who raised him. Yeah. Who knows everything about him, who was there. Yeah. And so it totally paints his, like, rage and all that other stuff in a much more believable light. And it turns out that he didn't even just die. He gave his life for Bruce yeah. because he oh needed care when he came back. That was, oh. I, two things. One, sometimes the having read Tokyo Ghost recently and then having Batman, read- Batman, Tokyo Ghost. Yeah, Batman, Tokyo <laughs> Ghost. It's the only thing we talk about here. That and Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> I dictate deviations. <laughs> only my tangents are good. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes his, I think it's- Murphy's visual pace can be really fast. And I don't know how you would make it linger anyways, but I think the Alfred stuff just, it doesn't last very long. And I think- It's an aside. It, yeah, yeah. It like, what it is incredibly powerful, but it doesn't get a ton of panels dedicated to it. And you know, so if it's, anything, you get more, in, in terms of that subplot, you get more screen time for freeze than you do with Alfred, which- maybe sells that point short a little sure. bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's it, it would be easy to glance over his anger and sadness related to that True. later on. Because, yeah, if they had done like a Andrea Beaumont sort of thing where you're using like past Bruce and Alfred shit to show you the importance of... Look how of, much stuff they've gone through. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Again, but there's so on... much story that you yeah. can't... Like, it, that's not the point. It's I, relying more on you knowing their relationship. Yeah. 
Yes. And when yes. him showing you it. When you get closer to the end and you do have, I think it starts to hit home later on. And also, I guess it's kind of cool that in traumatic, quick thinking situations, you don't get to assess and process stuff. And so he, Batman has all this crazy shit going on right now. And a dead person doesn't require any more activity. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like pause all this stuff going on with the city and plan a funeral or something yeah. like, mm-hmm. man, you got to, you got to keep going with it. And so it kind of makes sense, I guess, visually that why would you take a long time with it? I got stuff to do. I'm in the middle of this. Yeah. Thing, I, yeah. I got to figure this crap out. And then later on, when you do have funeral service, you rather than getting like glimpses of the past, instead you have three framed pictures where Bruce is holding Alfred's hand uh, and yeah. it's got holding the sled. Yeah. Pulling the sled. Shoot yeah. a bow and arrow. Instead, here's, True. here's True. like a shoot an arrow uh, with a bow. I mean, yeah, exactly. You have like a young military Alfred. You have these three pictures. And so it's like, yeah, we're not going to dedicate a lot of time to this flashback, but here's right here are some sentimental moments. Later on, here's a handwritten letter. You yeah. know, like, oh, okay, you get it on the back end instead. It's and like, they, they know how to like get you on an emotional level like alfred has been used as a gut punch many times you know because even lately like tom king killed him off we had him you know he was fake killed sort of in the new 52 you know bane found you know busted into the place in nightfall and you know fucked him up there so like you know you know shit is on when Alfred's in peril as well. But it works really well in this because Alfred in peril doesn't is not caused at all and is not related at all to yes. the story of it. Yeah. Other than his death being related to it. The gravity of it. Yeah, but yeah. the condition he was in in the first place had nothing to do with any of this stuff. Yeah. It wasn't Joker's going to get Alfred Yeah, or somebody's going to get Alfred. That wasn't a part of it at all. Unless he like Lazarus pitted him and made him all fucked up. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Uh, another thing that would really fuel Batman's <laughs> put your pants back on also this is what the fuck? <laughs> I always wear my Batman pajama pants uh, another thing that would really also lead to Batman's frustrations would be the flip with Joker and yeah like and, how the fuck is everyone buying this yeah yeah and like Am I the only one who's been here yeah exactly yeah. and not only is uh, and he, even his, his uh Bat family starts to be like, I don't know. I mean, he's got some ideas. You are uh, kind of a butthole. <laughs> you know, what if you what if you did uh, extend a little of this? Just like three, the, inch, three inches the, away from uh, to the police you department. Know, Hitler did a lot of bad things, <laughs> but he was a great artist, though. <laughs> he baked a mean cookie, and you don't get a lot of the citizens' perspective or something. True, but how frustrating! Except backport, it, you do get some. Of yeah, that. you do get like um, some of the campaign stuff. But how frustrating it would it be to, though, by the end of this, you do get Bruce saying, I like beating people up. But he's dedicated his whole life to, in a weird roundabout way, trying to fix stuff and make it good yeah. somehow through uh, terror and violence. <laughs> yeah. but, but he's working towards what he thinks is good. And then if you just had the whole city collectively been like, you've been doing a bad job, man, mm-hmm. then you'd be like, Ugh. So it was all, not only have I been doing this horribly stressful thing that makes me think killed one of my sons. Yeah. Yeah. I also, nobody likes what I've done and it was for nothing and it was pointless. Yeah. I, I've and also it's also been, got a little bit of the, the Walter White in it where the end of that series, he, last time he speaks to Skylar, he says, I am know, the man who knocks. No. He said that. You know, I Malcolm. I lied. 
I always said that I did this for you guys, but in the end, I did this for me, you know, and that, you, that's sort of like him and his parents that like, yeah, I always had this quest in the name of justice, vengeance, whatever. But actually, I'm but, a sadist and but, hurting people but makes me feel good. I have to do this. There's a little Dexter in that, you know. He reframes it himself when he's talking to Batgirl and Nightwing at the end. This was never about my parents, even though I made it seem like that. It was really just because it was for you guys. Mm. Like, I wanted this place to be better for you. Because I don't know, in this universe, there's a scene where a bunch of them are sitting around talking to Gordon. And he's uh, Gordon is there with Batgirl. And I can't tell if, in this universe, she's his daughter. Because I felt like if he was sitting right next to her in a room, he'd be like, yeah. Barbara? Yeah. Is that you? There was... So we don't know who she oh, really is, but was that? because seems- she comes into the hospital at the one point, and there's no like acknowledgement of like "hello, daughter." Yeah, yeah, they don't even. He would know that. I mean, it could just be like the Clark Kent glasses situation, you know. That seems so strange, but in this, she seems much more like Batman's daughter in the same way that Dick is less Gordon's daughter. And again, they never call her Barbara Gordon; they call her Babs and Barbara. I think. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. she is. I mean, the normal classic their their version here makes them seem but like a family also i, a, I love the, the dick and barbara and yeah. yeah arguments i think that shit's great and the fact that she is constantly the peacemaker against these two hotheads is, she says like shut know. up dude at one point <laughs> <laughs> cool your siblings yeah i'm looking now for the pages of her next to gordon i love the um batman and joker jack having to spend time in the car together and their, you know, their dialogue and the reveals and then the stuff about Jason and like, I didn't even kill him, man. He just used that as an out because you're insane. He doesn't want to be a part of your life. Yeah, and that Joker, was great. Joker that's so knows awesome. that would make you feel worse. Devastating. Yeah. yeah. Like, ooh. And who's to say that's even true also, yeah. you yeah. know, it could just be. <laughs> Jason Todd is always an interesting one to me because. So the character was the second Robin. I mean, the most interesting thing that ever happened to him is that he died. But really, the but. whole point of his death was just because <laughs> comics readers didn't, didn't like, like him. him. Yeah. So they voted for him to be killed. Yeah. But the it's way like they the managed... It's like the old-time Sonic the Hedgehog. What the fuck are you talking about? Like well, they had where, to the, where the audience, yeah, like where the audience <laughs> is calling the shots. No, but they literally put it up for <laughs> for, for, you could, for you a contest. In. You called oh, in to really? pick whether you yeah, wanted yeah. to deliver oh. by. Yeah, fans literally voted to kill him off. Man, that's brutal. And yeah. It is, and it's just a weird comic book thing. They're like, this new Robin's dick. He's stupid. He is annoying in that way, but Jason Todd and Robin dying is the most interesting Robin thing there is, and it's the most interesting reflection on Batman because it's the failure. Yes. So you have the failure of his parents dying, which isn't his failure, but he thinks that, that is, but Jason Todd being murdered by the Joker is his fault. For yeah. sure. And so that's way more interesting for Batman. And so even though this is a different Jason Todd in a different universe, having that tie in so strongly, I really, really liked. Because sure. with this whole story being about him thinking what he's done wrong or how yeah. he's failed, just that shot of him saying, I, when you see Jason Todd saying, I wish I never met Bruce Wayne, yeah, that's like, that's heavy. And think about also, I mean, the running theme here is the cost, the damage done, the collateral damage. You know, and a big part of it is the quote unquote Batman Devastation Fund. A three billion dollar annual budget. I mean, even Bruce Wayne 
That's a lot. Yeah, you got to be bringing in a lot for that not to be hurting your pocket. What does he make? That's a lot. That's I mean, he's got to be. Say, like, he's got to be so mad. Is he Bezos that, big in this one? Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Nobody appreciates all of his efforts, but really, all he's done is just treated that place like his car playground. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I destroy stuff. I pay for it myself. Yeah, no one appreciates I've me. I bought you a what? new house, <laughs> man. Come on, like it's practically zero zero. Oh, you don't have I a job it. anymore. <laughs> Oh, you had to move away? Oh, your oh. baby got hit in the head by a... Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I mean, I, oh, a piece I, of lumber. Oh, I made it for you. I didn't know you couldn't use it. My parents died. <laughs> yeah. So Talk about tragedy. <laughs> Sorry your fucking apartment got smashed. Jeez. Some cowled psychopath is driving around on your roof. Oh, wow. This is a funny note I had. We talked earlier about Batman Damned and the dick controversy. I said... White Knight had no controversy over Joker's butt hair. I don't even remember it. Yeah, there's a, there's a Harley uh, fuck scene. I remember that. Where there's like, you know, speech bubbles right over the nipple so you can't mm. get in trouble, you know. But yeah, you could see his butt in the like humping. Jack Nicholson said, you can't show someone kissing a nipple, but you can show Joker's butt hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in Tokyo Ghost, he actually gets to draw dicks. Batman Tokyo Ghost? Yeah, in Batman Tokyo <laughs> Ghost, you actually get to see. Oh, wow. You can see Joker's whole knob, huh? Bat boners. <laughs> you know this is actually strange... wait i have seen batman's dick the weirdest part of my collection the weirdest part Just by dick far or bust of it of a... <laughs> it's yeah. got wings it's a sculpture <laughs> it's got the bat face it's really... <laughs> it's got it's, uh, i think it's in that drawer actually but um, the uh that's why i was vibrating this the, whole time. <laughs> okay. no the uh the 1966 movie has a porn parody oh and uh, from that era or I from much it. later no, no, from like 10 years ago or something. Yeah, it's hella bushy, um, dog. So, yeah, I have seen Batman's dick, I guess. This is a weird tangent, and I wouldn't blame you for oh, like editing it out. Oh, that wasn't weird? This is weirder than that, because I've Jesus thought about his Christ. dick a couple times. <laughs> Just in the sense of, in a completely like... Totally normal way, guys. Yeah. No, I think about it like the way they portray him. I bet you he has a average dick. He just uses it really, really well. What? Because it's about what you do with what you have. That's what Batman's all about. What? He's not Superman. He's resourceful. Yeah. All the other stuff goes he's, a long way with girls, too. He's committed. So he's he's, he's, rich, he's, he's whining and dining them yeah. the whole time. It's not like the smallest one in the world. It's just average, but he uses it better than anyone because he's Batman. He's, he's just determined. He's skilled. You say this, and yeah, I'm like, right, right over your shoulder, I, I see Bane in the display case. I'm like, I bet Bane's got a shriveled up little dick <laughs> from all those steroids. Yeah, that's yeah, how steroids takes its toll. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, are we going to watch the porn as one of our episodes? <laughs> I don't think we should do that. Huh. You can borrow it if you want. I'm just going to sit in between you on this. I'll let you guys decide. And I'll... <laughs> I'll take whichever yeah. side it wins. Okay, Harvey Dent. You just flip a coin. We'll figure it out. So uh, Batman Devastation, fun, blah, blah, blah. People keep confusing Neo for Joker when people first see her, like Hatter or, or other people will be like, Joker? And then it's like, no, Neo Joker. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, it's like, why do you? She doesn't look like him at all. She's not dressed like him. She's a woman. She's... You built differently. I don't get why they keep thinking that it's the Joker. That's weird. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. What do we like about Neo? She has her backstory, the bank robbery scene where she's the teller and she's suicidal. That's fucking gnarly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's trying to see how many customers she can help before she bleeds out under the counter. That's fucking, first of all, you cannot count money like that. <laughs> but that, secondly, I mean, that's fucking dark. It rides the line of like edgelord, grim dark too much. But stays on the side of I'm cool with it. Yeah, so they can do that, but they so they could show her slit her wrists in public. Can't show her tits. No, that's disgusting <laughs> and disturbing. I told yeah. you I like her. And, and again, as we talked about in the beginning, it could have 
So much of this could have been really dumb on paper. The idea of a second Harley Quinn, but like everything about her costume is really cool. It's a unique take. It's kind of like theirs where they're all wearing vests and stuff. It seems practical. Yeah. I can't tell Murphy's feelings on her because in the beginning, when we have the original Harleen show up, she calls her some fucking like hot topic Barbie doll cosplayer a, shit. A violent cheerleader with a bigger wreck. Okay, but then later they they say something hot topic or and you know whatever and they so people diss her throughout the story. This is the writer doing this, you know. And yet you are using her as significant I mean sort of the primary villain of the story. Part punching yep. bag part. Yeah, and so I I, I can't really tell if he's trying to like build her up or tear her down like you know it's kind of interesting i ended this not disliking the character so i think it's i mean they do make you sort of feel for her by the end when the two harleys are going at it i don't even mean like in a whether she's a good guy or bad guy i just mean like the depiction of the character i liked yeah i didn't walk away from it thinking like that was stupid yeah it just seems weird to have other characters like shitting on them in a sort of meta way but then pushing them beyond that like if if it's a character that everyone shits on you know it's like fucking squeak in basketball or something it's like wake up bitch you're my new best friend you know like mm -hmm. i am not a bitch and that's the whole thing everyone shits on this guy mm -hmm. the whole time but you're doing this meta commentary thing on like oh the internet fucking has this love hate thing with the margot robbie version and so you're taking shit people say about her but also putting it using into her. two versions so there's the one you can like and the one who's the villain but i mean even neo version i can't remember her um what's her her name in this drews something drews oh yeah, yeah. which is weird it's like I, I wonder drews if there's a mary andrews uh -huh. somewhere that is being referenced here like you caught the grandmother's tombstone in noel you mm -hmm. know like i wonder if that's sort of a reference it, the way they Marian, said her name made it seem like it was something yeah marion yeah. drews mm -hmm. seems weirder than mary andrews i don't know but I, yeah i just couldn't quite figure out what we were supposed to think of this person mm -hmm. or <laughs> what know? the author thinks of her yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah more so that of like do you like this character or not it's weird huh. i like that they both got their own short backstory as to their Joker love interest and how they came to be in a sort of relationship with him and how yeah. it was good and bad for both of them and that both wanted the opposite out yeah. of the same guy. You mm -hmm. know, one was pleased that he was who he is now and doesn't want him to revert. The other one only wants Joker back. I just thought it was interesting. And I thought it was great how they take that robbery sequence, you know, where he meets... Marion and you know he's so off his rocker at that point and alone and he sees this resemblance and just starts calling her that you yeah. know like a fucking crazy person I thought you were this other lady and yeah. then eventually just starts like where are your clothes here's your fucking you know why are you dressed like this you know and, and like here's your it. fucking costume and she's like hmm. okay Mr. J huh. yeah yeah I could do this gives me some fucking purpose you know I thought that was interesting <laughs> in that he genuinely doesn't care about her enough to Notice know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it's, and genuinely seems confused when the other one shows up. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? Oh, you're not. Okay. Sure. Whatever. I like the rogues galleries redesign. Yeah. yeah. That a lot of them were really, even croc being the most extreme. It's like a little crocodile. Yeah. Head. That's cool. I'm okay with that. It doesn't, None of you are getting an extra backstory. You're just straight up taking all these animated series characters pretty much and tossing them in the mix. Nobody is really anything other than just a visual 
tool really, but everybody got a cool, unique version of them. They're wild redesigns, but they are not alien. Hmm. Again, look, as I've complained about before, it doesn't come off as someone who said, this stuff is stupid. What if Joker was a snake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to yeah. take, they're going to, I want you to write me th- like a three sentence description of this character and I'll make my own version. It's mm-hmm. going to be way better than this comic book bullshit. Yeah. Yes. It's going to have a little crocodile head. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I think that. that... I mean, they, it, versions of croc go from very animalistic to mild skin disorders. I mean, there's there's everything in Relatable between. Relatable to monster. Yeah, exactly. Just generally not an actual animal face. Yeah. <laughs> and Bane as sort of a luchador is, yeah. is interesting. Well, his mask is sewn shut, so that means he sounds like the Tom Hardy Bane, where everything he says is no one can understand him. Uh, when you when you see them for the first time, they're all gathered around the table and they all they're all drinking assorted beverages. Clayface? Um Clayface is not there. No, they're drinking Clayface. Oh, yeah, that's true. They are yeah, Clayface brand brown water. But they all they're all drinking drinks that are unique to their personalities. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was cool. That was sort of like that. an oh, almost really? got him sort of yeah. thing where they're all sitting around the table. Um, I wrote them down. Penguin is drinking vodka. The little girl is drinking a juice box. Croc is drinking moonshine. Scarecrow has pumpkin beer. Poison Ivy has water. Bane is drinking tequila. And Two-Face actually has two drinks. He has, oh, he has, wine. Cool. He has wine and a beer. I think in that scene, they actually do say... The closest we've come is sitting around and telling our story of how we almost got it. It, it yeah. always becomes oh. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Anytime right. we try and work together. It's pissing exactly. Contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that definitely would have been a callback to that. I also, there's a couple of great lines. One of them I wrote down is when uh, Neo and Ivy and Hatter break into Wayne Manor. <laughs> And he uh, he yells something about hooligans, yeah, and like, like in his Godzooks. pink robe, you know. Yeah, and then uh, she's like, "That sounds like a bad impression of a rich guy." Uh, that was weird, you know. The, the other thing I, I wrote that down too, and and I like that whole thing in him playing a little part for a second. But the last panel in that one, bottom right, is Bruce Wayne head yeah. him peeling back what normally would just be like a standard garment. To reveal his bat logo beneath it, but in this case, it's a pink bathrobe. Yeah. I've never I seen this that, before. I put that pants in my yeah. cons because you literally see him bare chested in that robe on the same page. Oh, really? Yes. There's nothing under it, and then in the the, the corner, they give you the fucking Superman reveal, and it's like, but that's no, that's it's funny. like a. Uh, I have uh, eyes. It's a long chain, dense polymer, uh, oh. pseudo synthetic flesh tone Tony yeah. Stark suit. Yes, it's exactly. chameleon. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, you know, when you put the the seams of the robe together, then it forms underneath, and the mm-hmm. yeah, you know. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think about the whole uh, Nazi technology freeze Thomas Wayne lineage storyline? I think that's another thing that could have been stupid, but I was okay with. Yeah, it worked. It was a big departure. It seems like, but I was okay with it. They have a. I think it's part of Curse. I don't know if it's a spinoff or it's part of that sequel storyline, but I know there's an issue that's called Von Freeze. Yeah. And that I think is just digging into that story. So I don't know if it plays into Curse or not. But I, I've seen something like that too, cover with the title yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's cover something great. separate or if it is just, it would, be, it would be easy to think that what we get out of Curse is just the ending of this that they wrap up that storyline yeah that batman um reveals himself to 
Gordon. He um, takes that robe off and he should. Yeah, the ta- <laughs> yeah, he takes the robe off. The task force. Wait, we exists. said nothing sexual. This is getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> and let me paint a picture. <laughs> the office is dark. <laughs> Very sensual vibes. The sweat glistens on Gordon's skin. Oh, (laughs) wait. I found the line in my notes. That pathetic hot topic shoplifter. Mm. Nice. And then cosplay jokerette was the other one. Sick burns. Yeah. Uh, Lovely. But it would be cool to me if the freeze stuff could just be a footnote in this. Mm -hmm. It just ties into the Wayne connection and the tunnels in the city and stuff. And yeah. then, cool, that's done. Throw it in the trash. Or if it just happened to be you thought of it as a footnote and then it became something in the second story, that yeah. would that would actually be cool to me. Like, oh, there was more to it, actually. Yeah, and, and I mean, who knows? I don't know how these things are plotted out. You know, if you just have your eight issues or however many it is and like, okay, that's your arc. Or if you're like, but if I leave this open, then in the future I could take it here you know like i know some of this shit's on the fly and some of this you know certain creators are very methodical like you know if we get the green light it's gonna go this way Mm -hmm. you know so i don't really know what was the intent there the nazi stuff to me seems a lot like talking about sjw's and racial tension all this stuff Mm -hmm. elements of the real world that are not normally in these comics yeah which for the first chunk of it, didn't seem bad, but seemed like a weird juxtaposition. Because yeah. anytime you make me think about that stuff, I remember that I'm reading about Batman. <laughs> Which, like the bigger emotional themes work, but when you start talking about real, real world, world problems, it's a bit much. But like all that stuff in this, by the time they get to the end, I felt like it was woven in in a, a more interesting or unexpected way that it didn't bother me. Yeah, and The Nazi thing is the same way. I mean, that could have been really dumb, but it just kind of, it worked. So we get a kind of interesting dynamic of Napier fought to get Batman locked up and then Neo emerges and he can't as Jack stop her and so then you have to release the Batman you got this whole GTO subplot where now the Batman devastation fund is giving all this money to the police department sort of working in tandem with jack which is really fucking out there but uh i mean it's it's pretty interesting like why have you never (laughs) just invested in these people or whatever and i think so much Uh of that is just like the control thing and the trust and the you know the city's very corrupt so like how do you when they kind of lampshaded a bit at the end because batman says that to gordon he's like i could have given you all this stuff and it would have helped and gordon's like or it could have fallen into the wrong hands and been used against us Mm -hmm. and you yeah like, like happens in, in Dark Knight Rises very much yeah. where they, you know, get his armory and turn his tanks on him, you know. Like, oh, you have the tumbler? We have 17, you know. Duke Thomas. I liked folding him in because he's a relatively new character. He's from about seven years ago. He's what? Signal is his? Yeah. Yeah. He's a young Batman protege. Yeah. And they, in this, he's not that, <laughs> but they just still kind of fold him in, which the whole, this whole comic, that's one of its biggest strengths is the way it works many different Batman things into one story. Yes. In a way that doesn't feel like garbage or disjointed or... Or like a, here's a reference for you. It doesn't feel like fan service, yeah. Exactly. There's some of that in there. Uh, Like, for example, all the sweet toys that Joker has in his cell. Yeah. I spent a long time looking at that, just going over the Uh whole thing. I have a long list of Easter eggs. (laughs) (laughs) What else did I write here? At the end, I like that Joker 
sacrifices himself and pulls Harley's ejector seat. I thought that that was really telling that he actually has sort of come a little bit from where he was, Mm -hmm. you know, from a person who couldn't distinguish two different fucking people Mm -hmm. to, you know, actually being willing to self-sacrifice. Not that he ever cares about dying, but to die and save her in the process. Yeah, he retains some portion Um, of the sanity or something. Yeah, that scene where um where they uh, the two harleys face off right after that and uh you get that stabbing was so painful to me it was yeah. like that was very real it's pretty brutal watch. looking yeah i thought about that too i was like oh part of it was just the um the way that it's drawn from the profile mm-hmm. it's hard to show where the knife is you know and so it's just like oh for a second it looks like she just stabbed her in the heart obviously mm. um and then Oh, maybe she, you know, stabbed her in the shoulder or something instead. You just couldn't see from that angle. But yeah. it, but especially the knife itself and the blood splatter and stuff, it looks intense. Uh, what do we think about the uh, their their holy union at the end? He should have said I do first. That would have avoided the oh, he only said I do as the Joker, it's not real. Uh yeah. What do I think otherwise? Like I don't I just have of I mean that's kind of a bold She's move. Too good the for Joker him. got married. Yeah. Uh, it's a little. A lot of these. A lot of these ideas are pretty out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's. I think it's they sell thing. it. I think they sell it. You know, and then only really in the epilogue there does, you know, Batman show that he figured out the whole thing, mm-hmm. and supposedly, there was a spoiler on, one of the original covers. That was like, it was one where there was a lot of skyscraper action in the background. Mm. And supposedly in the finer detail, he wrote something like Harley did it or something like that in the fucking tiny sketching and stuff. And he was like patting himself on the back for being clever. Like, oh yeah, nobody will catch that. But I guess he like doesn't read comics like you do digitally. And he's like, so all these people who fucking like zoom in on their tablets and like looking at every tiny little bit of detail, like saw that like as soon as it came out. And so I guess there was all this speculation already online about, you know, maybe it wasn't all Jack's plan, you know, and that there was some shit that was beyond even what he knew Mm -hmm. was happening. I thought that that was pretty clever. I mean, you see her silhouette in the very beginning, but you hadn't seen her redesign yet. You didn't know what she looked like. You know, you just see this this shadow uh-huh. walking away with the f- cell phone. You know, in in uh, the uh, the scene where he's shoving pills yep. down Joker's throat. Yeah, yeah. The second time, I didn't even think about that because I knew everything. So yeah. I'm like, oh, that's her. But yeah. I probably didn't notice it the first time. Yeah, but you don't know that um, huh. going into it, and she's not even the Harley that he comes home to. So I mean, they 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 do a pretty good job of insulating you from that suspicion. Yeah, and even that, uh, she must have been like tailing him or something then. Because that whole time, yeah. Because he goes to mm-hmm. he goes to other Harleys, and then she just shows up there. I mean, do they explain how he got out? Maybe she let him out. Um, I got a long list of Easter eggs. Do you guys have anything else you want to run to before we get through our topics here? Mm-hmm. Covered a lot of ground, I think. There's a couple things that I just thought were were fun. There's so much stuff and so much reality that they're covering in in this stuff. Yeah, the like the mechanics of a city and politics and uh, the. Intricacies. Intricacies. Will you baby want to talk? Uh, talk English. Wow, that's that's mean. Yeah, nice job, Catman. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That's for the old listeners. Yeah. Brought you candy, you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> there's so there's all this plot going on, and Jack's got all these plans. By the time I got to the end, and that was still all happening, then I found that I was also for a while it was more than just an adventure story, and it was like lots of details going on. And then by the time, <laughs> sometime around when. The task force gets together, yeah, and there's all like the a, Batmobiles. Well, uh, yeah, and shit. there's like there's like a five panel cockpit giant robot anime scene. Like they always do that in like Power Rangers, yeah. Gundam, anything. It's just like activate, go, go, go. and I can picture them like starting their ignitions and shifting gears and stuff like that. And then it becomes a way more than the Rogues Gallery because they they just randomly show up and they do stuff, but they're not even them. They're mind control. Yeah. But the task force is the formation of a team. And so it really has all of a sudden it becomes this team adventure story. And then this real collaboration. And then especially by the time you get to the end and you have a giant, huge freeze ray gun and and the (laughs) city's at stake all of a sudden created by Nazis. Yeah, And then then it turned into like a really big fun adventure story to me. It still felt more realistic and gritty and stuff. But it, but it turned into like a big old fashioned hoot yeah. nanny by the, by the time I got <laughs> like, to the don't end. Don't worry, it. it's still fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's cool. I like. See, it. five Batmobiles. See, <laughs> in reading it this last time, that by the time you get to the end, there's the waters filling up the place, and and the the rogues galleries coming to the stuff is wearing off <laughs> and there's just a panel with like Bane's head sticking out of the water and he's just like Glurg where am I yeah, how did I get but, here like, you <laughs> just wake up and you're drowning sorry man yeah you've been getting used alright I'm gonna rattle off some easter eggs here just for fun okay I actually there's so many I separated them by like what their references to nice so Batman 89 we see Axis Chemicals briefly in the scooter scene Ooh. we see uh, obviously he's using the name Jack Napier which at times I was trying to read his lines as Nicholson, but I just can't. It's all, it's all, it's it's too much of a Hamill version of a Joker than plus he's, to, he than to seems do that. like a kid with his suspenders and stuff. So it, in my head, it, yeah. it's even more impish or something. Mm. Yes, he's really giggling. He's having fun. Roller skating around. Uh, <laughs> I can't picture Jack Nicholson roller skating around. Yeah. He was a chemical bath transformation version of Joker. We see this. He was not a gangster. This, I like his two colored eyeballs. This photo I have on the wall of Batman and Joker in the cathedral. About to at, kiss. at the end of 89. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's on his wall as well. We have the Batwing toy, the Joker long pistol figure. Yeah. Um, we have the Kenner belt rope uh, Batman. We have the... Uh, the poster. Well, uh, this is all 89. Uh, oh, we have uh, Obviously, the Batmobile that they use. We have the line, all those wonderful toys. And then for Batman the Animated Series, we have Montoya reminding Bullock that he has... The Batman himself has saved many cops, including you, Bullock. Reference to the episode of Bullet for Bullock. And we've got the cape face poster in the background, like you mentioned, in the in the bedroom. We've got the Mondo figure with the gra- grappling gun. The bust statue, very much the Conroy Bruce Tim version. We've got Joker living in a joke shop, which is the exact kind of shit we would always find him in. The almost got him table scene. There are Hot Wheels, just like my display case over there, that are 66, 89, The Dark Knight, Tumblr, and Batman vs. Superman. Uh, you've got the killing joke aspect as the failed comedian. You've got the death in the family, Jason Todd. And then I believe there is, I'll show you this, an author cameo at the very end. 
So this is Sean Murphy. He looks a little bit like Jesse Pinkman mm. with the beard. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, we have the uh, wedding in the cell. And I think this man, the priest marrying them. Oh, looks like him. Is Sean Murphy. That's funny. That. Yeah. I'll draw um, myself into a comment. So that's all of my, I mean, it's like directors will do that yeah, little, yeah. little bit part. You know, for one line or something. That's great. So yeah, that's that's my Easter eggs. There's a lot of cool fan servicey shit, but most of it's just in the background. Mm. I noticed one. There's fuck. I missed something. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> Boy, did you! First, I like that this new Batmobile is kind of a mixture of the Tumbler and the '89, uh, and the modern where it has the Tumbler front, but the body style is more like the yeah. other Batmobiles. Yeah. I think the separation like is the, weird. Uh, of the front? Yeah. I think it's just supposed to be like the tumbler where it can maybe independently move up and down. Yeah, it probably yeah. allows Suspension. for rolling stuff. I like that it That's has smart. the has ear shapes on it. Yeah. It doesn't have like a single fin. It has like a double on the it body has, of it. Yeah. A picture of his head is the, the body of that car. Is. Well, yeah. Word. Actually, the new, like, I think it's Spinster is the company, but the the new like sort of cheap toy Batmobile in stores is that. <laughs> and had that, I... Like semi-tumbler Batmobile? It's the White Knight one, like uh-huh. straight up with the two fucking extended wheels and all that shit. It's cool. Um, and like the you know the motor grill on the top instead mm-hmm. of the front, like the animated series. You know, yeah, it it looks very much like that. It's when there's a shot of that Batmobile uh, near the end of the book, when the Batmobile is coming off a bridge onto a lower one, like in Terminator Two, and because of the angle of the Batmobile. I'm pretty sure it was intentional. The front looks like the older Batmobile with the face. Mm. You see two little white eyes. Nice. And the points from the back look like they're on the front of it. Funny. The other two, they're not really Easter eggs, but just things that made me laugh is Batman saying, can't you see how violent he is about Joker as he's like screaming and punching a brick? Yeah. <laughs> completely out of touch and unhinged. Yeah. And then the other one is when Jack Napier, Joker, and everyone's staging their peaceful demonstration. And Batman shows up to... Uh, he, I wrote the line down. Oh, he's just like, I'm, I'm keeping things from escalating. And then the shot is him kicking Duke in the face, a guy who hasn't done anything, and he's got Joker. Tackle, and like tackle a, jokes. It's like a reverse neck lock. He's yeah. like dragging him down backwards. Like I'm you, de-escalating. <laughs> you lost it. You really lost it. I like Murphy does really good on just the technical aspects of stuff, whether or not they're realistic or not. He just adds a lot of really cool little details knowing that he likes cars too it's not like an easter egg but the but the gto's car garage was just an excuse for him to just draw automobiles that he liked yeah the car that bruce wayne donates uh, the license plate is dalton 007 yeah it's the aston martin from living daylights which is going to be in the new james bond movie oh shit called james bond white knight white knight yeah (laughs) is it yeah. Oh, that's fun. No, it's not called that. It's called oh. like something about dying or I don't know. James Bond, Billie Eilish. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. Yeah. I'm hip. I just I'm got cool. the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Batsuit. Uh, I love this. Really bat- cool. Yeah, I freaking love this. Like that, that, we sort of talked about that already. With but the flattened Bat logo. Yeah. Because it makes him look yeah. bigger. I think everything. Huge belt buckle. Yeah. The, you like the collar? The f- yeah. I like the fact that the cowl is separate from the collar and cape Mm -hmm. is cool i like the collar i like that his forearm spikes aren't attached to a whole forearm glove they just exist as part of the suit and then he's got like the biker gloves yeah his logo is tight his belt is whatever i don't really care and then (laughs) well no i mean the belt is very like practical i mean there's a lot of the giant buckle is practical but it's got some well yeah but i mean there's a lot of shit 
actually in it. It's functional mm-hmm. as opposed to the one where like he just pulls the thing out of his ass. <laughs> you know, like you know, there are versions where put my bat skates out it's of my more bat believable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, my shark repellent. Uh, and then I like the the way that he draws the looks like an extra reinforced layer starting at like the thigh, mm. so that like his leggings get thicker from there down. Mm. And then also, uh, while maybe it's not realistic, I like the wispy little angles or by the time you get down to his like shin and ankle it's tiny and angular just like and his wrist too. yeah and yeah. then he's got little triangle feet i just think that that looks cool yeah spider-man feet yeah <laughs> totally let's see detective batman uh, trifecta here he does sorry no no go i'm just thinking yeah he does pretty good there i made I, that face because how dare you talk first sorry. um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I this apologize. is my trifecta. Really, yeah, yeah, I really hopped on that. Sorry, I don't even like when he says it first. <laughs> I should introduce it. Yeah, you want to introduce it? Hi, and welcome to the Bat Fanatic Podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm your host, host. <laughs> <laughs> the Clayface thing. I wrote Detective Clayface. I think it's yeah. when he figures out he deduces that both it's Mad Hatter's mind control that's doing it. And it has something to do with Clayface. Yeah, Clayface must be nearby. Yeah, that felt like a very detective thing. It's like yeah. he doesn't actually know any of them, but he's throwing them out there in advance. Like, Hatter must have something to do with it. Clayface must be somewhere around here. And then when he's locked up, he even has the conversation with Batgirl. Mm-hmm. She's like, you could get out of here. And he's like, he's like, yeah, no, he has to come. Yeah, to me. Jack has to come, and he knows that he will, and then he does. Mm. Yeah, and then also there was the realization that, oh well, he went after the financial district so he could, you know, almost like Batman '89, like we'll break in and say it was industrial espionage. Uh-huh. You know, like he's just trying to get the information that was the Batman devastation fund mm-hmm. that he had suspected might be there or something. But you know, it was like that was the only way he could get it. He definitely saw the gears turning you know with working this. with uh freeze too with all their sciencey shit mm-hmm. seemed oh yeah smart that was, that was pretty <laughs> <laughs> fairly scientific yeah okay ninja yeah he sort of gets beat by the joker but that was after he only after a, a car, car crash and yeah. yeah so he's pretty ninja i think that, that those little story tricks are are great because like superman or something you know you have someone who is so like if they were face to face head to head your villain would be at such a disadvantage. You'd never win. You know, mm-hmm. and so you have to have a kryptonite, you have to have a something to humanize this person and put them on the same level. So now we can see him go at it. And Jack says that the medication has a steroid in it. Mm-hmm. So he's while he doesn't look beefed up, he's gotta be he's shredded. He's, he's stronger than normal. I do think it's a little dumb that he takes like a couple fighting lessons and then all of a sudden has like, you know, Batman's supposed to know however many, a hundred different fighting styles or some yeah, shit. Yeah. You well, know? that's another thing. It's like the the uh, the mirror image of Batman is supposed to be the best fighter, even though he's just a guy. Yeah. And all these other people he fights are supposed to be the best fighter. Joker at his best is when they don't bother to explain why he can even go toe-to-toe with him physically. It'll just be like a throwaway line where Batman will say, oh, I forgot how fast he was, or something like that, where yeah. he is physically threatening, but it's not because he just got Aikido lessons from Harley Quinn, it's just something about him. Yeah, I've, I've never liked when Joker can fight, to be honest. I've never, I don't like him as a big physical presence. I like this sort of almost dainty frame, mm-hmm. you know, skinny, crazy guy. But I think quick that, and that's, unpredictable. Yes, yeah. very unpredictable. Yeah. That's not you know, his game, though. Like trying to trap a wild animal or something, you don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck he's going to do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like that aspect about him. 
but yeah, I've never liked, you know, even in the dark night, he's like, you think I would risk a fist fight with you? <laughs> you know, like he it gets also, in a couple of blows, but like that was, he knew that was all he was going to get. That yeah. whole thing also ties into them talking about their, the weird aspects of their relationship and needing each other and the actual kind of odd love that there is and stuff. He's just wants him to see him. Yeah. You know, which I think is like an interesting thing to explore in this also. That's the, a central that, Joker thing. That yeah. They, I thought they the way that perfect. they talk about mm-hmm. in this just seemed like it went a little deeper than all the normal, you know, that you have this weird Obsession. parasitic yeah, relationship going on with them. But the way that they describe stuff in this is a little more interesting to me, but also again, like you're saying, he doesn't want to beat his ass and he doesn't want to kill him. It, yeah. it, if he died, then there goes his purpose, as far as we know. That yeah. scene when after he's taken him out, when they're fighting, he chokes him out and chokes him unconscious and he starts crying. Yeah. Because like, like, oh, what did I do? This yeah. blows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pros? I had one other Easter egg that I forgot that I just thought was really worth mentioning. It's when Batman, uh, Commissioner Gordon, gets knocked off the roof. Bane throws the bat signal at him. That's, and, that's in my pros, definitely. Yeah, because it was just, it was, it was Batman saving Jim Jr. in year one. Oh. Catching him and saving him from the fall. It was yeah. the exact thing again. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, that, that in terms of like, there's so many cool visuals, but yeah, Bane throwing the fucking bat signal as a weapon was fucking inspired. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved like it. a lot of the stuff that... Murphy does with his panels. They're always, I think that when I talked about earlier with their, uh, in their cars and the cockpits, mm-hmm. I think that's the only panel in it that has diagonal lines and everything else is just mm-hmm. squares and rectangles. But he also does really cool stuff with just these little overlapping squares. Like when Jack has these kind of, to us, sort of like weird, kind of hard to picture, but like somehow his face morphs. Becomes in in white front of these and, people, you know, uh, like yeah. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, this like. could never play in live action. Sure. But yeah, unless his face does some like Rorschach like shifting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's one of the times where he he changes. It's got a lot of ha ha ha's going on. And then also just a bunch of cool little square panels kind of like sprinkled on there. So he adds cool little mini actions into it. Um, same thing with the fight scenes or something like that. It's just got a random foot kicking an object <laughs> yeah. or like a you know, person, <laughs> like full body shot, person grabs an object and then little square of them like, eh, like chucking it or something. It, it just adds to the action. I think that, I mean, what you were saying earlier about like, it goes from a lot of fucking like local politics and, yeah. you know, responsibility and all this shit. Financial to, to regulation. Then, yeah, to yeah, then wow. big crazy action stuff. I mean, I think he does a good job of keeping, like you said earlier, the pacing of it. And part of that is all the little action things mm-hmm. that makes your eye just fly through the page mm-hmm. of like this, 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 bam, you know, uh, I, th- I think it makes it fun to read a thing that is just very dense and complicated. Mm-hmm. Without dedicating a ton of stuff to it too, because if you want to ramp up the action and show the guy shifting gears, yeah. do you dedicate a whole panel to it or do you make two s- tiny square ones where it's like, Shift down, shift right, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and then that's it. And then back into the big action. It's very functional in that yeah. sense of like, you know, everything is being shown specifically for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that is indicative of its importance. You know, the little thing can be yeah. pushed aside. Yeah, yeah. The result of the blow is what's seen, not necessarily the, you know, the motion to 
get there. You yeah. were seeing the motion. It's all there, but it's not like the focus of the panel or, if, or, or of the page. In the same way, if they were shots in a film, this larger panel represents a, a longer shot or mm -hmm. something slightly more detailed where these little guys are just pomp, pomp, that, you know, Fast and the Furious quick edits, cock, cock, and yeah. then boom, back to the other one. And so it kind of dictates the pacing of it and also just the the visual emphasis of stuff. What's important. Sure, you, you have the uh, kind of reveal with Joker and Batman. He's talking about how he discovered that he was probably Bruce Wayne like through these financial records. And then uh, <laughs> I, I like it because the lack of words and just the picture itself, but you've got uh, Batman's profile closest to you, Joker with his head just turned looking at him he looked angry yeah and, yeah. and it's kind of funny because it's sort of like a relatable picture also especially having been in a relationship or something like how many times <laughs> has your lady like shot you funny glances and like made you feel stupid like uh, just uh you know head forward or whatever and you <laughs> i gotta keep my eyes on the road yeah and she you can tell she's like Shh, over here or something but maybe that would that would be a longer shot or something like that let's just show how awkward this is for a second that to me that scene felt like just Bruce Wayne and Jack Napier in a car together. Totally. Yeah. Not Batman and the Joker, just these two guys who've been pretending to be something else. Like yeah. it was a Tarantino uh, car conversation <laughs> scene or something. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Uh, do, oh, and he said... Said I was Bruce Wayne. Oh, and did you did you believe him? Because that's, I mean, that might not be who I am. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what he says. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I have my own theories. I haven't, I haven't seen this paperwork personally. And, well, what is it that he said? Um, weird. I, I really like that this story examines, you know, like I've said, the collateral damage, the cost of his war on crime, you know, not just the devastation fund, but I mean, we see that great sequence of Bruce at the charity event. And actually this is kind of like we talked about in phantasm. Like you get a moment of real fucking Bruce Wayne mm -hmm. when he slugs that guy because they're we talking just... about like, Oh yeah. Like they rebuild them and we sell them for twice as much. And he's yeah. like, we've made millions off of this. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Bam. Well, he, he loses it right when they start on TV criticizing Batman. Yeah. He's already in a rage. Uh -huh. Yeah. And he's just like flipping out. Right. But then when the guy. Like, this isn't very him, smart, dude. Yeah. He just he, he punches the guy in the face and hits the bodyguard in the face. Yeah. Really uh, covering his tracks. Yeah. yeah. From those guys' perspective, too, you know, he's just talking like sort of drunk, savvy business talk. Like, yeah, this is just standard business yep. yeah. Pri prices go properties. down and i get yep. it i flip it and then it's funny because like dude punches me <laughs> you know people got got really mad at how um unhinged uh affleck was in bvs but like if you were to put this like in that movie or something people would be like this is the dumbest shit i ever fucking yeah. seen it's but all... it plays so well in this in the same way that it played in the like you know where to stick it in phantasm yeah, you know, execution like, of it exactly <laughs> speaking of affleck though this batman looked a lot like Ben Affleck to me. Yeah. Just the, the physical depiction of him looked like that. Yeah. I mean, I, th I that's one of the reasons people like him is that he's just a good comic-built yeah. looking mm. Batman. Um, Biff, man, jaw, lantern, face. <laughs> lantern body. face. In the scene where Batman and Harley are on the that rooftop and he punches the chimney, I like to imagine that seems sort of standard, super impressive, break a chimney with a punch yeah but then the character says because you don't have a you can only imagine 
the sounds in yeah. these things. And then Jack, I think, says, I've never heard him yell that loud. Uh-huh. And so then that just forces me to imagine in all of Batman's anything, <laughs> yeah. as far as you're saying it, you've never heard him speak that loud. Christian Bale, yeah. Lee Bermejo. <laughs> Therefore, he is pissed. You know, the, the letters can't really do it justice. All you can do is add exclamation points or make them bigger yeah. or something. But th- that's how mad he is right now. One thing I loved was, I mean, we talked about just how, obviously, this all comes from a great love for the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you have these great scenes. I mean, Batman and Harley, Batman and Joker, Batman and Dick and Barbara, you know, like everyone has their great scenes. One of the good ones was with Gordon and he's like, isn't this the part where you magically disappear? He's like, how about I save you the trouble? Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's you pretty jerk. awesome. You ended all the conversations by just ditching the text conversation. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that he does it to him is so good yeah. and not just does it, but rubs it in his face. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I like all the flip flopping going on in this, whether it's joker and jack and the two harleys and then people's support and then lack of support mm. there's just a mm. lot going on with people kind of sh- i don't know there, like there's a lot of perspectives Nightwing changing supports and, jack napier but also still hates him and like yeah. punches him in the face as soon as he tries to do like, it's touch interesting. Him or do something yeah it's messy you know yeah. there's a lot of shit going on but you know somehow it works you yeah. know yeah I, I think in those times though when stuff gets stream all of a sudden you need answers and stuff and there's there's somebody in this case it's jack and so that's kind of weird is he trustworthy and stuff but all of a sudden he's proposing ideas that nobody's ever thought of this task force before so in a yeah. time where everybody's kind of running around with their heads cut off why don't we team up yeah then somebody's proposing this stuff and they're like uh yeah okay maybe that is a good idea i mean and that was a little bit like the new 52 run with gordon as batman i didn't read that. oh is yeah. that the end of that, like the last couple books of that chunk? Uh, it's like six or seven, something like that. Because they do, um, you go through the whole death of the family thing, and then there's zero year, and then you come back in the aftermath of death of the family, and Batman is just MIA. Hmm. And so they don't know what the fuck happened. And so you have Gordon actually suit up, and uh, what was I just die immediately? Watching a <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, it's. I mean, it's interesting. It's calcium indeficient. <laughs> uh, His bones crack. Yeah, he, but, out he's old. But yeah, I mean, it is. It is like a state-run department sort of version mm. of that. Um, there's actually a little tie-in for the next book that we're going to read. But yeah, it just reminded me of that a little bit of when it was all up to Gordon to literally, you know, wear the suit. Mm. Had to get techie, and so then you bring in this whole team and mm. extra complicated shit that, like, the reason Batman works because he's so not by the book is because he's just one dude. The Bat Family stuff, it gets complicated, you know, mm. and especially if you turn that over to City another government. entity. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, that's, then it's really messy. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool twist on the Snyderverse thing. <laughs> Different Snyder, I guess they don't call that the Snyderverse. The new 52 thing, I'll say. Okay, cons? Yum, yum, yum. You have any cons, Ev? I don't think so. I really like this a lot. More in a, more in just a straight up enjoyment way. When we read um, Earth One, Mm -hmm. I was thinking 
damn, this is a dope story. It was, it was all about the awesomeness of the story to me yeah. and less about the art. And in this one, and it's not to say that the story isn't cool. I just loved it. I love the take on it. I love the real life repercussions of everything and then mixed with the style. Well, that's a lot of negative shit. Yeah, it is. There's a ton of stuff. It's a hell, hell of a conflict. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think the originality and the stylistic take on it is what sells it. Mm -hmm. And that's what enables you to buy into some of the crazier shit that happens. Totally. You know, because if, I mean, last book we talked about was fucking All Star. And it's like, uh, can you imagine if if that book had mediocre art, we wouldn't have finished it? Sure. Yeah. You know? and it and but it, because yeah. it's visually so tantalizing, you know. And so this one is not on any level that <laughs> that fucking out there mm -hmm. and crazy. It's just got a lot of shit we've never really seen or thought about before. Mm -hmm. And so you know, diving into it though, every page is fucking beautiful. So yeah. it's like. I, I, even if there's like a lot of fucking dialogue on city politics, it's like, I still want to see what the next page looks like. For sure. And having not read, I think I flipped through Tokyo Ghost once in the past and hadn't read oh it. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I'll talk about it again. <laughs> Batman, Tokyo Ghost. <laughs> Someone's going to think that's real and be Googling this shit. Like, how have I not heard what of this What are they yet? talking about? Yeah, it's, a, it's, the, it's the Batman Ninja Turtles, but Samurai Ninja Turtles crossover. Uh. <laughs> this guy's style is so cool to me because I really like all the ink-heavy brush stuff and not really having seen his stuff before this just instantly shot up the list like yep cool favorite artists yeah, he's like here. he's on the list instantly and then on top of that this book made me more excited about the podcast mm. like i was already into it and i was already down to do it yeah because this is one i didn't assign to you you read for fun yeah and, i just yeah and I, I was like oh you for, got that let's yeah. do it like <laughs> i think i, I asked for that. it for christmas because sometimes i'll just put stuff off and i'll you know i can't I can't get all these books right now i'll get that i'll get later or whatever yeah and so Christmas was a good time to ask for it. And not only did it just, I mean, multiple things, it made me pumped about the podcast. It made me pumped about Batman single-handedly. Like everything else that we were, I'm like, cool, I like Batman. I mm -hmm. like all this stuff, but I really need certain versions to really yeah. drive it home for mm -hmm. me. And reading this, I was like, dude, this is fucking it. I like this. And then on top of that, I read way less American stuff than I do Japanese stuff. And this like sold me on American stuff again. Mm. Um, like all of a sudden I'm like, yep, cool. I got to seek out all the awesome, new, colorful American stuff that I haven't been absorbing. Yeah. I mean, and just the art style itself. Sometimes people will do comics so good that, I don't know, they're being better than comics are to me. Like everybody else is kind of doing it and they're meeting the criteria and they're it's interesting and it's got style. And then there's other stuff that is pushing the medium and that's how i feel about this it's it's more like art in a art form sense art it, for art yeah sake. and i'm and i'm feeling like i need to soak this stuff up because there's some smattering of really awesome stuff out there and i need to be taking it in i feel like i i'm just glad to hear you say all that because when you sent me a picture i think when you got it uh -huh. and i was like oh dude you, you are gonna love this because your drawing style to me is really unique mm. and this is the closest thing that I've ever read that was similar to your style, uh, you know, just like 
the line work and the sort of, I don't know, there's a certain simplicity in the way he renders faces and certain things that is very expressive while also being minimalist. And, and then, I don't know, I just thought stylistically this is going to be like right up your alley. Yeah, you are not wrong. I, I agree. <laughs> I see a lot of even... I'd like to actually see you do some like White Knight sketches and oh, shit. Man. That'd be fun. The, the, some su- stuff as silly as like his popped collar yeah. Like if you know me, then of course I like that. I just like I just like a collar, you know. So there's so he and I must just have similar taste and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, he's just hitting it. I feel like I can see a lot of the similarities. Granted, he is levels above anything that I'm doing, but he does the kind of stuff that I would like to try to do. Yeah. All these all the brush techniques and all the ink work and stuff. That's not only do there there's visual similarities but also you're just using a lot of the techniques that i would like to be better at and i can see a lot of the similarities in um like the simplicity in some of the lines you know this stuff so detailed so dense other times only what it takes yeah and then even just angles in the faces and stuff like that you know these kind of sharp chins or something mm, and that's everything's very angular yeah totally and that's that's something i've been doing not like oh I've been doing, but uh, well no I was I, this is you responding to me saying this guy reminds me of shit you've drawn already totally. so and I just think it's cool to have been so unaware of his stuff yeah and then get to just like dive in because this isn't even early in his career I'm yeah. just like <gasps> like right into the deep end with all this awesome stuff yeah I'm loving it. Ben? Uh, I'm a much better artist than any of these well, people we've looked at. All this uh, <laughs> praise was uh, Evan's version of a con section. So uh, what's he, did yeah, you yeah. have any cons? The art is not as good as my art is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Top biggest, of the list. Yeah. Not a ton. Some Maybe because of how much stuff is crammed into it, it's a little overwhelming in the first like third of the book. Yeah. It took... The first time I read it, it took me a while to get into it. I started rereading it again this week. So like, you know, cause we, we did this like a month ago and then, uh, I needed to, you know, freshen up again. And, uh, <laughs> I got through the first issue and I was like, I, I can't read this whole thing right now. Like this, <laughs> so much. I forgot how much. Yeah. So that's, that makes it challenging to read or at least to get into in the first place. But that's minor. Yeah. I don't, as I said, I don't want to be this Batman, but that's not bad. Yeah. He's still bad. You got to reinvent it sometimes. Yeah. Okay. I had a, just a couple things. The fact that the scooter chase was the catalyst for the whole thing. <laughs> a little dumb. What are those things called? R- Razor scooter? No. No. It's like the little... Well, is it like the public scooter? Is it a Segway? Was he writing a no, it's not a Segway. It's it's like... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, because it has no handle. Yeah, it's the opposite of a skateboard, you know, on a, yeah, yeah. On a skateboard. It's turned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like but with your shoulders. You, you face forward, but it's got two wheels, and the platform is perpendicular to your yeah. feet. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's, I think I saw isn't a, that a Segway? Riding one. No, no, a Segway, a segway has, has a the thing handle. in front of you. Okay. In the, but yeah, it's, you it's, yeah, it's sort of like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little odd. Oh, uh, we'll figure it out. I'm not super yeah, big. Yeah, how fast is that thing? Like, he's out running <laughs> yeah. the Batmobile and these other and vehicles. And going over rooftops and shit. I'm like, okay, this is a little bad episode of animated series. He's not even wearing gag. a helmet. Well, some of the physical stuff is weird. So both Bane and Croc can stop a moving vehicle, mm-hmm. a vehicle moving very fast. Mm-hmm. Gordon can survive having the bat signal thrown at him. Mm-hmm. Just... It took me out of the whole book. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. One star. 
the uh, Hatter mind control stuff, honestly, I don't love him as a character. It, it was fine. It um, was weird. But again, like before we talked about the, uh, I think it was on the Batman Turtles episode. It's of like, not as bad as that. No, but <laughs> I, Animal Rogues Gallery. No, not that. <laughs> but when you use, I think writers are too quick to do the, well, let's throw all the villains at him and he's got to deal with, but, but like, it was so expertly done in Nightfall over such a period of time to wear him down, and, and that's why that worked, that when you throw everyone out there at once and they all have to get wrangled and defeated really easily, it to me, it just like... Completely minimizes them. Exactly. It doesn't show the true power of any one of them, let alone them combined. It just seems... It would be better uh, if you only saw them when they represented a genuine threat. Yes. Because then any other time you, you see them, you're going to think about that time. And that- you don't want some like faceless zombie army or something either that's nothing. So, I mean, I get the desire to do it, but I, that's just not my favorite technique. I think it was probably just an excuse to use <laughs> and, re- yeah, yeah. and redesign the characters mostly because most of them don't say anything. Having yeah. them be mind-controlled alleviates that a little bit because it's it's not really them it's yeah just, but then also yeah. it's fucking mad hatter mind control so the, like, the other thing too how, it, how how cool is that very cool ever uh, extremely cool i was it's thinking, just too like fucking 70s comic shit to me i don't know the mind control stuff but they eat Clayface, which is not 70s that's like eli roth <laughs> fucked up weird shit i like his like uh brain eyeballs <laughs> and so okay that uh, does look like the backpack that's not um, what i was expecting i was backpack. thinking a little bit ago i think it has a tongue it does connected yeah. to the yeah. brain stem yeah that's how that works yeah that's where that goes that's why when you lick an ice cream cone you like get that sensation I in your think brain this can't be true you get brain freeze like that you know it's because it's all connected you had evan you had a truthful point Th- no they're both pink for this nonsense. they must be connected no, no. This is science. <laughs> I, don't, I can't trump this at all. This show is called Ben and Sam Interrupt Evan. Um, what were you saying? That now you can go. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say that like the rogues gallery, as far as the, the plot, all these baddies formed. And so therefore, obviously, the task force had to form to squash them. True. But then when you were talking... I think it was actually the reverse, and I think that maybe it was a numbers game, and I think maybe what Murphy wanted to do was create the story that involved the formation of the task force. The task force, say, for the sake of numbers, had eight people in it, and so, tit for tat, he needed to have like eight. Is all of that going to go up against Neo and yeah, Freeze? Yeah, exactly. So he yeah. needed to have eight bad characters. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it, maybe it worked in reverse, you know? That makes sense. And And it was just also an excuse to to include them but if you've already got um nightwing barbara montoya you've got book yeah book you've got all these characters that you know are going to be a part of it and so he was like okay cool well numbers game then not bad guys good guys to squash them but this is how many good guys and so this many bad guys as rivals uh, a significant threat but they could have had it just they could have formed just to capture batman that could have been the reason then they could have avoided all that other stuff true yeah yeah but so both my art and my storytelling <laughs> yeah better. yeah anyways i created a far superior <laughs> but he's not i mean he's not though the physical force that would need fucking half a dozen to fight off at once again uh-huh. he's not iron man I, I i don't know there's a way that could play for sure a couple other things Batgirl in costume referring to him as bruce 
Pretty sure around, this happens repeatedly. Around a bunch of people. Around other people. Yeah. This is bad. To me, that's just another one of the things where it's this universe, which is just a little not the one we're used to. Yeah. <laughs> the stupid robe reveal thing that was dumb. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You like that one. The, uh, the GTO cars, prior to getting access to the actual Batmobiles, being referred to as Batmobiles. That just like as a person who is so obsessed with the Anton first stuff, uh, it bothers me just seeing a regular car. No, oh, I didn't even think about this with the Pattinson thing. I haven't really thought much about it because it's just a fucking teaser photo. Whatever, it's a car. But like, it's not a fucking Batmobile, you know? Yeah. Cars. And yeah, so yeah. when they just have this fucking garage full of cars that they reinforced and put weapons on and stuff Volkswagens and hatchbacks yeah it's like Land Rover don't call those Batmobiles (laughs) don't call those Batmobiles yeah and I don't think it had quotations so it wasn't somebody being um, funny about it Uh, no these are your literal Batmobiles yeah also if you're not everybody gets a Batmobile I'm like thanks Oprah that's not what they (laughs) look like (laughs) you get a Batmobile (laughs) and it's probably not a Batmobile unless it's being driven by Batman ah mic drop the sound of one hand clapping. That is a, a Barbara mobile. And then the last, the last thing that I had is just <laughs> the, like it's a, it's a Babs mobile. As much as I really like the super linear, angular drawing style, it has the Beavis effect that certain faces look great from some angles, and then as they move, they get the like Jay Leno chin the weird nose, certain things happening that is like, this is not, it's a beautiful design. It's maybe not always the most practical design in motion. Yeah. I think that that's probably born of, there's something to be said about just completing things. I get the feeling that he draws fairly quickly Mm -hmm. and he just is making product and getting stuff done and putting it out. He's also inking himself too. So, I mean, this is, this is time. Yeah, and I think that the uh, he knows what he's doing, but there's some artists whose whole thing is a degree of speed and messiness. So it's just and I, raw. Yeah, and especially I think, on the connecting panels, the little ones that aren't the main. Yeah, I think that that is that's part of his thing. He's just putting in work and he's getting it done. And I think that sometimes, and it totally makes sense that artists will have these things that they just kill at. And yeah. then other things, not so hard, especially when you, when it's, I mean, he's so good at everything else except yeah. when somebody turns their head. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, that it's just a strong suit versus a less strong suit. Or if you're, if it's really a triangle, then you really have to figure out how to make that triangle look differently from another angle. Or I think whatever. you hit yeah. it on the head. I think it's like a, a time thing, utility. Yeah. I, yeah, I think probably he's, so. I mean, I, there's so much detail in like the, the cars and, all the fucking costume design and I've seen it in artists who have a realistic style. It looks like a lot of their drawings, especially of faces are based on a human reference Yes. so that it'll be like a shot of someone like smiling or talking. And because Is that it, what you think a smile looks like, but I'm saying that's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, I these, wish the audience could see your like face. They took this picture of a person's face that looked normal and then they digitized it and they, it looks weird and alien, uh. but that's what a picture of someone's face mid smile would look like if you took all the reality out of it uh. and tried to turn it into a, a 2D drawing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. I forgot to mention one thing earlier, and that was I really liked the idea of using the EMP on Batman. Mm. 
you're like, well, we need something all analog. And so they bust out the 89 Batmobile and, you know, he shuts off the car, has a blindfold on, they fucking blast it and knock him off the road. I thought that was really, really good. Just a well thought out action piece. Mm -hmm. I know that we talked about it outside of the podcast, but we don't talk outside of the podcast. (laughs) Okay. I know that we did not talk outside of the podcast (laughs) about uh, this, but what looked like fingerprints or thumbprints on his stuff. Yeah, you did. And uh, I haven't delved on it at all, but I want to see if that's something that he does in any videos or does intentionally or, you know, is he doing that to create texture or is that also born of the speed in which he works? And yeah, so it's just a stylistic thing of like, Oh, I just left that thumbprint on there. Yeah, totally. I mean, was it, was it, cause it makes sense in some ways it's art. A lot of times can just be the impression of stuff and I want to add texture to these bricks. And so you stick a <laughs> thumbprint on there. Now, mm-hmm. now it looks grittier. So is it intentional or is he just working so fast that he just embraces some of this stuff? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, Cool. I'm not a perfectionist, <laughs> so uh, whatever. I'm not going to go back on it. Yeah. I don't want to draw this page again. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh. Also, the the colorist matches really well with his art style in this, I think. Yep. Everything, knowing that he's using like, heavy inks in these washes and stuff, and then the water, or then the colors seem like watercolors to me, kind mm-hmm. of. There's really cool colors, and it's all sort of... Uh, like faded or kind of muted or something like that. Yeah. It, there's a really good color palette, but then all of it has kind of this flat tone to it, Mm. right? It all looks kind of washed out or something. This shit just so like some of these single panels are just so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. His covers are are the one, uh, maybe you posted it, Sam, where he's, he's having the conversation and he just dips out and, Oh yeah, that's a great two page of the 89 Batmobile service stuff right there. Like fucking God, when have we ever got to see this? Yeah, that's true. Actually in full detail or or this fucking shot of the Batmobile facing the camera. Yeah. Right. And it's lit up from behind with the, with the flames Flames. going. It's exactly like him taking Vicky to the Batcave. Mm. Is that your car? (laughs) Shit is so good. Again, all those things, they're just like, if I'm to nitpick for the sake of the conversation, but God damn, I could take half of this book and print it and frame it on the wall. You yeah. Know? I want to meet this man and shake his hand. Yeah. Post coronavirus scare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fucking canceled uh, uh, Emerald City Comic Con. I'm um, bummed. It'll be sweeter when you finally get to go. He wasn't going to that anyway. Oh. I just, in general, I would like to shake this man's hand. You can shake my hand. Did you draw that? Oh, no, you're better than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shake my hand. <laughs> yes, I am better. You're right. <laughs> Pleasure. Wow. Uh, Sam, do you have any sanitizer? I'm about to die. Audience. Ooh. Ratings? Uh, wait. Go. This book makes me way excited about the next book. Yeah. You know, I was already already loving it for what it was, but and especially having seen the pictures, like the Azrael redesigns, they got guns, the Batman robot suit, and the sword. I'm like the only thing that I'm apprehensive about is like I was yes Azrael and then I was like wait Azrael because I loved Asbats you know but Asbats Azrael Batman you know when he was in Nightfall that's what we call it um, in the Batman community in the Azrael community we call it is, are there Asbats in this cabinet right no here? asses um <laughs> Except Dick, for Joker's, Dick Joker's, Dick Joker's, Joker's butt hair. Uh, I, I really liked him as Batman being like totally over the top, off the rails. You know, that shit 
was really interesting to read. Um, but like they used Azrael in um, part of the rebirth uh, storyline that I was reading in Detective recently, and it's just like way too much of his fucking the Order of Saint Dumas and all this fucking mm. an ancient religious artificial intelligence yeah. spiritual religion. It, yeah, yeah, all this fucking shit that's just like not my fucking favorite style at all. The, and so the I'm whole, hoping like, Templar stuff and uh, it's kind of weirder, but yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah, it's like some weird mental programming. You know, it's like a it's like a lame religious League of Assassins sort of thing. You know, mm. it's just. It's weird. Stupid. And, and so, like, I, I like him outside of the context of his actual origin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping we don't get too much of that. But Hopefully but so it's, far, it's still it's still been really popular. I've heard some people say it, it somehow got even better than uh, this first book. Well, so that's awesome. If I do have a con, it's that I got... Oh, now you have a con. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about it. That <laughs> is half con, hour later... Is your yeah. con about how this art is beautiful and it's a wonderful book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not so much of a con as it is a compliment. It's yeah, it's a compliment. Oh, ooh, ooh. shit! Oh my God. Yeah, this podcast called Evan can't say negative stuff. <laughs> Compliments. The black label stuff mm-hmm. is all awesome and fancy, but having gone to a comic store, I thought that the new full book was out because I saw the stuff on oh. the shelves, but they yeah. look like tiny versions of trade paperbacks. Yeah, they're more magazine format. Yeah, they don't have like the fold staples. They mm-hmm. got kind of the uh, the little wraparound. Do they cost more? Uh, yeah, a little bit more. A little bit. I think they're like a buck or two more or uh, something. Eight bucks or something. Like when I, I bought those Harleens as single issues mm-hmm. and yeah, I think they were six or eight bucks. Yeah, they look like awesome and fancy but I was like, oh, <gasps> you know, I thought that I wasn't keeping track of it and like, hell yeah, I'm going to scoop this book up and uh, just duped because I still want to wait for them to come out together. Yeah, yeah, same thing. They're I, awesome it's and like shiny I, and stuff. Right now man. I'm watching a couple of shows on HBO and it's like in the Netflix era, it is painful having to watch fucking 30 minutes of something and I'm like, I gotta wait a week? This is uh, Bullshit. Yeah. I have to go back to thinking about my life. Yeah, this is oh, stupid. I wanted 12 hours uninterrupted of escapism <laughs> yeah. and fantasy. Yeah, like tonight, I'm going to watch the f- finale of The Outsider that I've watched w- one week at a time and it's driving me fucking crazy. That's better, though, because you get a week to think about each one. No, it's not better. It's not better. <laughs> uh, and when an episode ends with a cliffhanger and then you can immediately continue the story, a good storyteller doesn't just answer the question immediately. They take you on some other fucking... They, they focus on a side character. They, you know, do a flashback. They do some other shit. And then halfway through the episode, they give it to you. Like, that is good suspense that keeps you going, you know? But, like, when you got to wait a week, it's like, what happened again? You watch the recap, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm generally refreshed. Not, I have the tension built up. I'm ready for it. And so that's why, I like, you know, graphic novels, it's like... Yeah, give me the whole fucking story. Do you know how many Cinnabons I've eaten in a week? I've been so distracted. Cinnabon, you motherfucker. <laughs> I've been reading the no, you. Batman Beyond Rebirth, and it's pretty good, but it did commit a sin of that type where the episode ends with the big robot and the Royal Flesh Gang. I don't know if you've ever watched Batman Beyond. The did guys, you, s- you said you're reading, right? There's, there's Batman Beyond comics. Well, yeah, but you ones. said episode, so I, I was just trying to clarify. I'm not sure. I'd, You're reading Rebirth. <laughs> that was so I long ago. I don't hear most of what I say. <laughs> I say it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm, I move past it. Anyway, yeah. you're reading Rebirth? I'm reading Rebirth. Okay. It's Batman Beyond Comics. And the, the big robot strongman of the gang where they're all like cards, playing cards, 
breaks Batman Beyond uh, Terry's back over his knee. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the issue. And Bruce is like, old man Bruce is in the cave, and he's thinking like, oh my god, I've let this happen again. Yeah. And then the next issue picks up, and he's like, nope, because I trained him better, and he's just fine. And then he <laughs> oh, keeps going on with what? the fight. And like that's a terrible cliffhanger resolution. Yeah. Just shouldn't do it in the first place. No. Okay. Rating White Knight. Four. It's really good, but it could be better. I don't know how. I, I agree. I think it's a solid four. It's really original. It's beautiful to look at. The characters are well written. But yeah, I mean, it takes some bold fucking moves. And they pretty much work. Not perfect, but it's fucking great. I'm going to give it a five because I can't think really? of anything that I don't like about it. Yeah. Wow. If, even if the. Two five. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't know what it's lacking and I don't know what I would do different. And whatever that might be. The art is it's so good. It's got my eyeballs the whole time, so I, I just want more of it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. As always, please subscribe to it if you haven't. You can go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. You can take a screen cap of this on your phone and share it to social media. Help us get the word out about the Bat Fanatic podcast. Now, we have chosen the next two episodes. We record two at once. So we are going to bring you more content, even if we can't get together. I'll find a way that we can put this together over the phone. All right. So one way or another, me and Ben and Evan, we're going to continue to deliver the show, even if we're all cooped up indoors. Again, I'll be out there. So as long as I live to see another day, I'll be uh, seeing you next time on the Bat Fanatic podcast.